From the Oklahoma studios, this is another edition of the Oklahoma's Varsity Podcast. And I'm joined today by Stillwater coach Tucker Barnard. Coach, welcome to the uh, welcome to the podcast. We appreciate having you on. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Hey, let's talk a little bit about your guys' season. Um, I think one of the biggest things that stands out um, in talking with you throughout the year is is just how dynamic your offense has been and how many how many different players have been able to stand up. I mean, every, most everyone knows that obviously with Gunnar Gundy at quarterback, and he's just been phenomenal this year with his accuracy, his decision making, and I mean that's just product of him playing so much growing up. But you also have guys like Quantrell Walker, and then. Um, Stephen Brown and Anthony Bland at wide receiver on offense, and Luke McIndoe has also done tremendous things for you guys. I mean, how how much of those guys – did you expect all those guys to have as big a years as they're having? <laughs> um, I don't know if we expected them to, to all, you know, put together, you know, all these kind of numbers that, that they have. I mean, it's it's been uh, it's been pretty amazing, uh, even even for us to watch kind of the – the efficiency that they that they've worked with and and uh, and how productive they've been. Uh, I, I think that we, we were we were um, at least having a having a pretty good understanding of of the type of potential that you know that all of those guys have. You know and and uh, we we did recognize and do recognize that you know we've got a got a lot of really talented players and and uh, maybe maybe the difference uh, now. Um, compared to compared to Stillwater in some previous previous years, it's just that you know we, we've we've got that on on both sides of the ball. I mean, we've we've been able to you know the guys that you mentioned, we've, we've been able to put them on offense, and then still on defense have guys like you know Sean Preston and Toby Holly and Derek Martin and Tevin Williams and and uh, of course Luke McIntyre's over there as well and Cedric Frazier and um, so you know to, to us that's the that's the real difference. I mean we've all we've always had. Um, you know, a, a handful of guys that could make plays, but but they were you know spread out all over the field, and and uh, now it's you know we're just um, just uh, just almost almost an abundance of of guys with uh, with great uh, ability and work ethic, and, and uh, they've all been real productive. Yeah, I don't want to get. I know how dynamic your offense is, but we can't get lost on how great the defense has played. You guys have a couple shutouts this year. You're still averaging less than ten points a game. What's been what's been the key to the defense also having such a successful season so far? Well, I think the, the, the first thing for me is the maturity uh, at the back end of our defense. I mean, we've got uh, we've got three seniors um, uh, at uh, at defensive back um, that have you know all started at least at least two years, and and a couple of them have, have kind of three-year starter guys. We've got a. The fourth guy, Kevin Williams, was a was a returning starter from last year. So we brought that entire secondary back, um, and you know just the things that we can do um, in terms of our coverages and and disguise of our coverages and things like that. Um, we can play man, we can play zone, we can play multiple zones, um, and and then that that really then it, it really opens up what we can do up front, you know. And and I mentioned Sean Preston a minute ago at uh, at linebacker, and uh, Gabe Brown is a, is a sophomore linebacker that. You know, both of those guys have around right, right about ninety tackles apiece. Um, uh, but so, so being able to do so much in the back end allows us to do a, a lot with our pressures on the front end. Um, so, it's made us made us really multiple. Looking back at the uh, first round of the playoffs last week, I don't think you guys uh, could have had a probably a better start to to your run trying to get back to the state title game. Um, what uh, what worked so well for you guys in 77-6 win against Sepulpa? I mean, you guys started really quick and then just kept were able to really execute for as a coach would say all forty eight minutes. I mean, what worked so well? Yeah, you know, I mean, we, we we had a little bit of everything working. I think that was the 
that was really the key. I mean, uh, I, I'm gonna, I may mess up the stats a little bit, but I think, I think Quantrell Walker had 12 carries for 186 yards or something like that. Gunna Gundy threw for 360 or maybe 380 yards passing. Uh, Anthony Bland had 19 catches for 230 yards. I mean, so it was, it really was a little bit of everything, uh, offensively. Um, and, and that's, you know, that's the, when we, when we have the time to, that, that we get to be really dominant is when, you know, whether it's the run game or the passing game, it doesn't really matter which one, but what, you know, when we get one of those going and then, and then the other one kicks in as well, um, I think it just makes it really hard for defenses, you know, and, and, uh, when, you know, when we, when we get one of those, you know, kind of shut down or slowed down, um, then, then obviously the other one is, a is a little tougher to, um, to, to get going as well. But, you know, and then also defensively, you know, we've had, um, um, a couple of turnovers defensively had a, had a defensive score. Um, you know, so it was, it was really a, you know, pretty, pretty complete game from our standpoint. Looking ahead to your matchup with Choctaw on Friday, you guys faced them earlier this year, a 74-14 to victory. What has changed about them since that Week 6 matchup, and, and what has changed for you guys, too? Because it's obviously it's going to be – the teams are going to be a little bit different even though you've already played each other this year. Yeah, it's, it's funny. I mean, I, you know, I've not, I've not had very many times in my career where I've, where I've ended up facing somebody the second time. And, and uh, you know, so it's been a, been a really interesting week, you know, trying to get ready for that game again and trying to – you know, trying to look in our own rearview mirror um, and uh, you know making adjustments to what we did last time and and what we've been doing in the season since, and then and then doing the same thing for them, trying to you know look at our last game and, and and try to make you know educated guesses about what what adjustments they might uh, be making to their to their last game plan. You know, one one thing that you know stands out pretty big is they they went from an even front last time we played them to to they're playing an odd front now and. And, uh, we, you know, we recognize they can probably jump in and out of those fronts. Um, but, uh, for, for us offensively, I mean, it's a, it's a pretty big key. I mean, you know, we have to be able to, um, uh, change up our, change our blocking schemes from, from even to odd schemes, you know, kind of at the, at the drop of a hat. So that, that makes things difficult. Um, offensively for, for Choctaw, it looks like they've, um, maybe, you know, they, they've, they've got a, they've got a, pretty dynamic offense and they're putting up a ton of yards too and their quarterback and, I mean they, you know they're they're doing a lot of similar things that we're doing um, uh, in, in terms of numbers and points and all that but uh, uh, one, one thing it looks like is that they're they're running the ball um, maybe maybe more effectively than what they were early in the season um, and uh, maybe you know maybe a little bit more often uh, another thing that we've seen in the in the videos that we've traded is and just uh, the, the trick plays and the gadgets and um, you know, it's, uh, it's something that's always, uh, always difficult to prepare for. Awesome, Coach. Hey, we appreciate you taking some time to come on today, and uh, best of luck on Friday. All right. Thank you. Thanks. That was Stillwater Coach Tucker Barnard joining the Oklahoman's Varsity Podcast. We appreciate uh, Coach coming on ahead of the Stillwater semifinal matchup with the Choctaw Yellow Jackets, the eight and three Yellow Jackets, um, the their last loss came to uh, Stillwater. Choctaw has won five straight games. Um, Stillwater has is eleven and zero, hasn't lost all year. But uh, no, this is going to be an interesting matchup between those two teams because, uh, as Coach alluded to, Choctaw's offense, uh, Choctaw's offense is is really dynamic itself. Uh, quarterback Thad Williams is uh, he can throw the ball, he can run the ball, he can do a little bit of everything. But 
even defensively, their their defense has stepped up in the back half of the season. You know, they gave up 74 points to Stillwater's offense, which if you look at the amount of points Stillwater's offense has been scoring this year, that's not too shabby. But Choctaw's really stepped up in the second half of the season. Um, they've come away with some really big wins, including a double overtime win in Week uh, 9 against Midwest City. Uh, they're coming off a road victory against Muskogee to open the playoffs, their first playoff win since 1981. So it's been almost 40 years since uh, Choctaw's been able to win in the playoffs, but they were able to uh, come away with a victory uh, last week. So that'll be an interesting matchup. We'll go to the other semifinals. Um, the other semifinal matchups this week are also going to be interesting. Uh, we'll stay in 6A2. You have Dell City and Bixby going to meet at uh, Putnam City High School on Friday. That's a 7 p.m. kickoff. This is going to be an interesting one because Dell City is uh, Dell City has a dynamic defense. Uh, the Dell City's only lost uh, two games all year. They lost to Carl Albert, and then they lost to Stillwater. But in that game against Stillwater, they held they held the Pioneers to the second fewest points all season outside of a Week One game where Stillwater won it at Memorial, forty-two to seven. So it's proven that their defense is able to slow down teams. Even last week, they kind of took off in the fourth quarter, scoring twenty points and beating uh, Tulsa Washington, thirty-three to seven. So Dell City could give Bixby a challenge, uh, but Bixby's offense and defense has been incredible all year. They're eleven and zero. They're trying to get back to the state title game and win again. Uh, Bixby's just been dominant. So I think the biggest thing in that matchup is how is Dell City's offense going to be able to control the tempo against um, – be able to control the tempo, keep Bixby's offense off the field because that's – it's going to kind of be a – as we almost saw, an OU Army situation or a, as earlier in the year in, in, in Class 5A, a Piedmont Carl Albert situation. If Dell City's offense can kind of slow down, control the pace, control the tempo, while being effective, that could lead to an upset. Um, go to 6A1, uh, both those semifinals, Broken Arrow and uh, – Owasso, the def- past two defending state champions are are matching off. So one of them is going to be in the state title game. Now that game is going to be at 7 p.m. Saturday at Jinx High School. That one's going to be a matchup of Broken Arrow came off a late touchdown to knock off Tulsa Union while Owasso uh, cruised against Norman to get into the semifinals. So obviously we've seen the success that those two schools have had in the past two and a half seasons. And the winner gets to go on to a state title and try to win their second one in three years, or or for in Broken Arrow's case, their second consecutive title. And then um, we look at the other one over here in the Oklahoma City area at Edmond North High School at uh, 7 p.m. Friday. We're going to have Jinx uh, facing off with Moore, and Moore is a little bit of a surprise because if you want to go back and look at the beginning of the season, there's a few teams in the West who you can automatically point out and say, well, here's who I think kind of the order of the West team is going to be. Those The team's coming right at the top of your head, Edmond Santa Fe. Norman, Westmore, Putnam North. I would have probably put all four of those teams above Moore when the season started, but here we are. The last remaining West team is Moore. The way they're doing it, two people. The two people that are the biggest keys. Senior running back, Jace Gardner. Senior quarterback, Daniel Hyshaw Jr. Uh, Hyshaw and Gardner have just been incredible, and they were against Edmund Santa Fe. Those two spearheaded a rushing attack uh, to lead to the upset against the Wolves. 393 rushing yards. Um the more had against Santa Fe. Uh, those two are just dynamic. They continue to run the read option really well, but they're going to face a jinx team that is <laughs> just rolled in the last couple of weeks, uh, coming off a uh, huge win against Mustang, 55 to 28. And then even the week before a 44 to 15 win against Westmore and jinx after a really rough start to the season, after losses to Bixby union and broken arrow has won six of its past seven games and looks primed to get back to a state title game. So, Moore's got itself a challenge. Moore, it's one of the first semifinal appearances in school history. But if any team can do it, I mean, they've shown that they can play with the top team in the West. I mean, Santa Fe beat Jinx and Broken Arrow in the regular season, so why can't Moore? Now's now's the time to find out how well they're going to be able to play 
on um come Friday. Uh we'll kind of go to some other big matchups. Uh I want to go to two A. There are some incredible matchups in two A this week. I mean, you look up and down the board, there's just some big time football that's probably gonna happen. Um you have Chisholm and Beggs facing off. Beggs was in the state title game last year. You have Chisholm as a state champion. Uh, Lindsay Ufala. I mean, those two. Ufala's only has one loss all year to Vianne, and it was by less than two touchdowns. Whereas Lindsay was playing for a district title a couple weeks ago and is now uh, nine and two on this season. Um, Washington Holland Hall is another really big one. Vianne Millwood, Jones Adair. That's two ten and one teams. Sperry and Luther. That's the defending state champions. Then Luther is ten and one. Uh, only losses to Chisholm, who we uh, mentioned before. So just a loaded bracket in 2A uh, this week. So it's going to be interesting to see how that one goes out. Um, in 5A, we could be setting up for a potential rematch of the uh, game I mentioned earlier, Piedmont and Carl Albert. Uh, those two could kind of come down and play next week if if they're both to win this week. But uh, Piedmont's got a really tough task having to go to Coweta to play, uh, to play up there and and it's going to be really interesting to see how they can handle that. They won on the road at El Reno last week, whereas Carl Albert gets to host McAllister coming off a really dominant win against Duncan. And, I mean, Carl Albert has looked uh, like the team of that they have been for the past 20 years, just dominant, uh, week in, week out, everything. Um, and then a couple of other matchups that uh, of city area teams just to probably keep your eye on. Uh, in Class 4A, you have uh, the two teams that were in the state title game last year, Bethany and Tuttle. Tuttle travels to Broken Bow this week. That'll be a 7.30 kickoff. And Wagoner, one of the perennial state title contenders in in, in Class 4A, is coming down to face Bethany, who is undefeated. Um, Wagner has a couple losses this year, but there's no doubt that that is going to be an amazing atmosphere. Even 4A bracket, Poto Cash is on the same side as Bethany Wagner, and then Weatherford Salisaw um, is on the same side as Broken Arrow Tuttle. I mean, that's a really stout team in 4A. It's been talked about all year. There, Bethany is the top team, but a bunch of people think that I. Mean, I wouldn't be surprised if any of those eight teams were to end up winning it. Um, I picked Bethany beforehand, and I still think that they have the strongest team. They have a great, uh, great offense, great defense. That's all spearheaded by um, their running back, or sorry, excuse me, their quarterback and defensive back Sam Brandt. He's just special. He's a dynamic player on offense. He's so talented on defense. So it'll just be interesting to kind of see how all this moves and how this all goes around. Um, but no, there's um. Some really great matchups across the board this week. Um, I think uh, you go down to 3A, Stigler coming to Heritage Hall. That's another big one. Um, Shakota and Plainview is going to be interesting. Kingfisher going to Lincoln Christian. Kingfisher's coming off a huge three-overtime victory at Marlowe. Um, down in Class A, you have Paul Huska going to Stroud. That There's only one loss between the two teams, so one of those teams is going to be really upset come come a Friday night. Paul Huska, you know, they they were down by tw- uh, by 28 in week 10 to Pawnee and then ended up only losing that game by six. And that was for a district title. Pawnee's 11 and 0, Paul Huska 10 and 0 or 10 and 1. So uh, I think Paul Huska has a good chance to go to Stroud and possibly pull what would be an upset. And that would be a really interesting matchup. Also, Minko at 10 and 1 only lost to Cash and has to travel to Thomas and 8 and 3 ball club. So um, there's another chance for a possible uh, a possible victory from Cash and over the district champs at Thomas. Um, going down to class B and C, um, have a couple of. Uh, couple of big uh, games that are going to be somewhere in the city area uh, over in Yukon. Timberlake is coming down to play Southwest Covenant. Uh, that's going to be one of them. And then you also have, uh, you have, uh, I mean, there's look across the board. There's no, some more big matchups. I think one of the ones that sticks out to me, Laverne and Ellick is also going to be a, a great matchup. Walika Davenport. Um, but this one is going to be interesting. Depew and Canadian. Now I know Depew is six and five Canadians, 11 and zero, but Canadian has one of the most dynamic playmakers in the state. If you haven't heard his name, you're welcome for introducing him to you. 
uh, Canadians Carson Thompson. He is a stud. Um, he seriously could possibly lead Canadian all the way to the state title game. Now, Regent Prep is on the same side of that bracket, and that first of all, you can't look too far ahead, but they have to face to Pew first. But first ever time that Canadian has made it, um, won a playoff game, first ever district title for Canadian. So it'll be interesting to see how that kind of unfolds. So another really big week here in the second round of the playoffs. Um, the state championships coming ever closer. I mean, football is is slowly coming to an end, but we're still a lot of big matchups this week. Uh, Forty four games going on across the state. So uh, uh, we thank you guys for listening so much. We thank uh, Stillwater Coach Tucker Barnard for coming on the podcast today. Uh, make sure you guys uh, leave a like, a comment, share uh, the podcast. So and let me know if you have a coach that you want to hear on here. If you have athletes or coaches that you want to have as guests on the podcast, we'd really appreciate that. Thank you guys so much and. Uh, for, for me and everyone here at the Oklahoman, we appreciate you guys listening and stay tuned next week for our next episode. This was the Oklahoman's Varsity Podcast. Thank you.